thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Looking back over all the years and where I've been. Hello, people. This is Morgan Harper. Nichols. I'm remembering mm-hmm. when you're right there and you have been ever since. This is Storyteller. I got a story to tell you tonight, too, by the way. It's kind of cool, actually. So do me a favor, share this out, whatever platform you're on. You were there all alone. That's the story I'll tell. You brought the pieces together. Maybe this storyteller. Oh, yeah. Now I know it is well. It is well. That's the story I'll tell. Yeah, it is. There were some nights that felt like they were last forever. But you kept me yeah, you did. You were with me right there. And all that you have done for me, mm-hmm. I can never hold it in. So here's to me telling this story over and over again. Ooh, the mountains where I climbed, the valley where I fell. You were there all alone. That's the story I'll tell. You brought the pieces together, made me this storyteller. Now I know it is well, it is well. That's the story I tell. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. 
for years and years and years. That's the story I'll tell. There you go. Margaret Harper Nichols, storyteller. Great song. And I bring that up because there's a lot to tell you. So, first of all, I want to say thank you for tuning in tonight. Glad you're here. Uh, give me a minute, and I am going to shut down a couple things here so I can look at some stuff. Uh, if you've already shared the show out, thank you for doing that. If you haven't yet, feel free to show it, share it out as possible, however you can. And if you're on YouTube or Facebook or even Periscope, you can go ahead and put your name in and tell me where you're where you're where you're tuning in, like what state, province, country, whatever, then that gives me an idea of where you're at. I see you, Don. Don, where are you? I don't even know where you're at, Don. Uh, but over on YouTube, go ahead, share that. That'd be awesome. We'll get over on Facebook in just a second. So, huh, how's your day been? <laughs> Has it been good? Yeah, I hope so. My day's been good. Um, I have to uh, tell you, I got this message, I don't know, about two hours ago, maybe not even two hours ago, uh, from 23andMe. Somebody wanted to connect with me because uh, it showed up in my DNA that I actually may have a half-sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a story, isn't it? Anyway, I don't know if they're actually my half-sister or they're my cousin because they said they're their dad was my uncle. So who knows? We don't know. But uh, you're in Colorado. Okay. You're in Colorado. I didn't know that. I like Colorado. I've been there one time. Randall was born in Colorado, in case you didn't know that. Yeah, he was. I married a Coloradoan or Colo Coloradoan. Coloradan. Is that how you say it? Okay. Well, anyway, so. <clears throat> You know, it's interesting. Randall Dark over here. Randall has a half brother that he didn't know about that he discovered through DNA. Um, and my father didn't know about either, which yeah. he discovered through DNA. I, well, yeah, the dad. Mm -hmm. Well, could it be that my dad was also a philanderer? People, I don't know. You never know. <laughs> well, thank you for loving our show. I'm glad somebody does. I get I get some kickback once in a while. Hey, Sean, how are you? Okay, so, um, but anyway, so, you know, it's interesting. I just got to tell you, it's it's interesting to me because I grew up with, without my dad. Let's talk about dads for a minute. I grew up without my dad. I've only known my dad really for the last five years. If you've tuned into my show, you know that, right? My parents got divorced, you know, and my dad's been married four times. And, you know, five years ago, his his fourth wife died. All of his wives died before him, which says something, right? My dad's got good genes, people. Yeah, he does. But anyway, um, so, you know, I know my dad has like a dozen. I think he's one of 12. Anyway, so I know that I have a gazillion cousins in the world. Uh, and most of them are 20 years older than me because my dad's 40 years older than me. And, you know, you know how it goes. I mean, uh, so it's interesting, though, when... I was thinking about this show tonight. I was thinking about how God puts pieces together, you know, in our life. And, you know, uh, Ravi Zacharias 
wrote a great book called The Grand Weaver. If you've never read it, I highly encourage you to read it. I'm actually seriously thinking of getting the hardback. I actually have only listened to the, the audio, but it's such a good book because it talks about how God basically puts together the tapestry of our life. And if you've ever done any type of weaving or something, then if, if you're looking at the front, you know, like I used to do um, latch hook. Okay. I don't know if you know what that is, but it was really popular. Like when I was a kid and you'd take, you'd take a little piece of yarn and you'd put a loop. And then there was this hook tool that you would take it and you put it through a pattern on, you know, this um, type quilted pattern type thing. And from the front, sometimes it would not look like anything, but if you flipped it over on the back where it was flat, you could begin to see the picture. Well, that's how our lives are. And especially our spiritual walk, you know, as you, you, you begin as a baby in the Lord and then, you know, you go through the, the hills and the valleys, you know, and God takes you on various journeys, kind of like much afraid and, and, um, hinds feet on high places or Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, you know, again, it, it's just an allegory. We all have an allegory, right? And so I've always wanted to know my, my dad's side of the family because I didn't grow up with my dad's side of the family. And so now here I am 51, almost 52, and all these people are like starting to come into my life. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. This is so weird. <laughs> but, but I just got a picture of this, this sister slash cousin who God only knows. And I look at her and me next to each other. She's 20 years older than me, but there is definitely a resemblance in our look. Ask Bareface. He could, he could tell you uh, that. So anyway, it was just kind of weird. Um, and I don't know about you, but I've had weird thoughts like, like, is there a twin of me out there? Like, what would I do if I met another person that looked just like me? You know, would I like freak out or would I go, oh my gosh, <laughs> clearly, you know, uh, 23 and me said that we have, we have half identical I, I, um, uh, DNA. So like, what's the likelihood of that? Right. And plus in the 21st century, which we're in, um, you know, she, she was born in 1950. So I know she can't be my mom's kid because my mom was born in 1944. So she would have only been what, six years old. But my dad was born in 1928. So he would have been old enough to, you know, produce a child uh, with somebody, but you know, whatever. We'll see how this unfolds. Uh, yeah. Anyway, also, um, I wanted to, I wanted to share something with you. Another thing. Uh, you guys know that, let's see here, I'm trying to find my, my graphic. Okay. I saw this on Instagram and I thought, you know what, this is kind of worth sharing. I wanted to share this. So Netflix costs about $9 a month for their basic uh, subscription monthly program, right? About $9. Hulu Basic is about 6 bucks. Uh, Disney Plus is about $7 a month. And Apple Music is about 10 bucks a month. That comes out to about $32 a month, right? If you indulge in online entertainment like that. Um, and I know a lot of people do, um, you know, have these memberships. I actually don't. 
I think, do we have Netflix or is that included in our phone bill? Oh, uh, that's included with our, we've got the cell basic, phone or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. Not we, that we, we, use we never it. watch it. So that's, <laughs> that's why I asked. Okay. But anyway, so I bring this up because <clears throat> I always have people make comments about certain things. And so I just want to bring it up. Hey, Barb, nice to see you, my, my friend. I miss seeing you. We should talk. I'm going to call you this week, Barb. Yeah, when you least expect it, I'm calling you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Apple Music, that's about $32 a month. Uh, you know, Legal Shield is $25 a month. And that's just a comparison. You get way more with Legal Shield than you do these programs here. Um, and I just want to let you know that I really want. There's two things I want. Um, I want to build my team. I want those of you out there who know people who need extra income and who want opportunity to grow, to be mentored, and to make some money to get in touch with me because Legal Shield has some really great fast start training and programs where you can actually earn some good money. Um, if you're sharing the opportunity on how to make a will, how to use an attorney for your business, how to use an attorney, you know, for regular stuff, right? We also have identity theft protection, which I think honestly is the best on the market because we have just added a reputation management uh, thing to it. And that's another $30, 15 to $30, depending if you get the family plan or individual plan. I have started to update my Facebook Legal Shield page. Uh, so if you're not liking my page over there yet, it's facebook.com forward slash Stacy Lynn Harp MS, kind of just like my name down there. Uh, please go like it and then start watching uh, the videos that I do because, because I'm going through the news, sharing with you what's out there, giving you some tips like last week um, I shared I think it was five steps to know if your identity has been compromised. Um, but here's one tip a lot of you don't know. You know, a lot of people um, have gone paperless with your, with your bills. I do not recommend you do that. And here's why. Because in the event the governor or the government rather or the company or whatever decides all of a sudden uh, to make everything disappear... <laughs> You have no record of what you had in your bank account. And so I highly recommend you get paper stuff sent to you. That way you have a recommendation, you, you have a record. And I also recommend if possible to go into your online banking account at least once a day or every other day. Uh, so you can monitor the transactions going in there, even though that's only one part that we, we monitor. We monitor so much more. And by the way, if you're a member of mine already and you want me to walk you through a tutorial on how to put in all your new stuff, then get, get in touch with me so I can take you through it, okay? Because it's not that hard, but I know sometimes technology, um, you know, confuses some people. Um, but I really want to build my team. And here's... Here's something I'm just going to be very specific about, and that is that I need people who are teachable and coachable 
to want to join me in this business. Um, being teachable means that, you know, you're willing to learn from somebody who's already done it. Being coachable means you'll actually do the work. You know, you can't, you can't just sit back and listen and tune in and, and observe from a distance and monitor, if you will, you know, the events of Legal Shield and the business. You have to do the work. You have to do hands-on stuff. Um, and, and those people that are coachable and teachable will succeed in this business. I guarantee you. I got to director in less than two years. Uh, I know people in this business who've been in it way longer than that, who haven't even sold one membership. So, um, you know, if you want to make Spectre money and you need it, and, and let's just be honest, you guys, we're in a very bad economy right now, not because of anything we've done, but I will tell you what, my, my business, I've met my goals every month thanks to the Lord being gracious to me, but uh, I've actually made more money in the last couple of months than I did prior. Um, and it's because people see this service, they know it, but it's also because I'm coachable and I'm teachable and I'm doing networking. I'm, at, I'm out there every day connecting with people and doing the work and I wanna help you out. If you're in that place, if it's not you and you know somebody, please refer them to me so I can help them out. Um, you know, but those are my requirements. They gotta be coachable, they gotta be teachable. If they're not, then this business is not for you, okay? The other thing is, um, if you wanna donate to our show, then ah, apparently we did not do that yet. <laughs> I gotta stop that. I'm gonna write myself a note. I'm gonna write me a note, people, right now to make sure that I don't forget to tell Randall to hook up Heart Tug's PayPal to that. But um, if you can donate over on our website still, those of you who are- You can sort it out in who, the meantime. Who are our pillars of the community, by the way, I, there's a couple of you watching right now. Um, I'm gonna have to have you guys switch your automatic donation to the Heart Tug one. Um, so uh, that will mean you have to cancel the one you currently have set up and then I will send you the info for the Heart Tug one. I'm writing a note right now. That way, me and Randall will get this done. Um, but we'll have to have you do that so you can then make your donation just go into our nonprofit account as opposed to the, the profit one. Okay, so, but thank you for donating to the show. I want to say thank you for tuning in last night, hearing some stuff that was on my heart. Um, you know, there there were a couple of things that, brought, that were brought to my attention. Um, I want you to know this. I don't lie to you guys. I Everything I say, I can back up, okay? Um, you all know that, whoever, you know, guys, are, you already know that. And if I do make a mistake about something, I'm pretty upfront with it, you know? I'm not perfect by any stretch, and certainly I hope you're not trying to follow me as a, um, you know, an example of a super Christian, because clearly, I'm not. <laughs> But what I will say is that um, what I said about Melanie is 100% true. And what I said about the other guy is 100% true. And, uh, you know, all I can do is ask you to keep praying for me. Because, you know, it's kind of unsettling when somebody stalks you. And they're doing it numerous places. And for whatever reason, they don't see a problem with it. And I may have to get a lawyer involved. I actually already spoke to a lawyer who told me what to do. I have not taken that action yet. But if things don't stop 
the church will and they will as well. I already know that. So um, keep me in prayer. Keep this whole show in prayer. And Jerry, hi. Nice to see you. And um, anyway, and so with that said, that's all I'm going to say on that. But what I will tell you is that tonight Randall's going to exposit on Jude. And I'm going to sit in on this, of course, because, you know, got to watch over my husband. And, uh, and Make and sure Jude, I don't you, do anything. Do you want to make any comments about last night? Because... You know me, I know and you, you know the behind-the-scenes stuff going on here, and and um, it's like. But you also know me as a very private person, <sighs> and so. Yeah, he got irritated. I posted breakfast today. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm not people that I'm no judgment here. But there are people on social media. Oh, this is what I had for breakfast. This is my morning walk, and this is. Here I am opening my mail and stuff. I'm like, what did we do before social media? Oh, wait, hold on. Here I am taking my temperature, people. Oh, wait, hold on. I mean, this is this is stuff that we, you know, did without the whole world watching at one point. And we survived just fine. So, anyway, I know for this, for this woman over here, I'm... Trying to get my, trying to orient my hand in the little frame to point to her. Anyway, and I mean, I get frustrated with people who are stuck as well. And we talked about it. I talked about it a lot this morning, but it was in the privacy of our own home uh, with my best friend and partner for life. That, you know, in short, I just, I don't know, maybe because I was, I was at a place in my life where I was suicidal at one point, even writing a note, um, but the Lord intervened and <laughs> I see, you know, the potential that life has, the graces that God pours upon me and the opportunity there is every day um, to do something with this life that he has purchased and and do I live up to the best every day? No. But I don't I'm not one to sit around and complain just about how terrible things are and say why I can't move forward in life. Um <laughs> And it, so, maybe not in the same way, but it, it frustrates me too when when I hear people just basically complain about the situation, the things that they've allowed, the problems they've created for themselves, and and just um, yeah, and they end up being excuses for not moving forward. And they're, uh, you know, the reason that this country has an immigration problem is because most every other place in the world sucks, <laughs> does not have the opportunity the United States of America has. And really, this is a place, you can talk about all the systems, the Illuminati and whatever, 
really, there is opportunity for anyone who will want to apply themselves. And you can make something of your life. And that doesn't mean just, you know, financial prosperity. That means making a difference in the lives of other people. And uh, so far, in most places, we have freedom to worship. <laughs> and, um, you know, in this moment in time, there's no reason to give excuses for what can't be done. But to, as the scripture says, you know, redeeming the time for the days are evil, to walk circumspectly, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, must, we must work while it is day, for the night is coming and no man can work. There's, so anyway, it's almost the bottom of the hour. So. I know. Well, there's... So just the commentary is that. I get your frustration about people that, you know, you reach out to to try to help them along the way. And what you get in return is not only not appreciation for the things you do, but this litany of excuses of why why they're stuck where they are. Anyway. Yeah. Um, 97.1, in case you were curious. You all were. I knew you were. You were like, well, well what was it? Just so you know, usually it's 97.8, but uh, yeah, I'm drinking water. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, I have, I, I genuinely care for people. I really do. I won't put up with half, half the crap that I do. And you guys have no idea what I do besides the show. And so, and anyway, it takes a lot for me to do what I do. It takes a lot for me to rebuke people who should know better, especially when they're older than me. I mean, seriously. Um, and then, of course, some people are completely misunderstanding a lot of stuff. And I'm, you know, and it's like, okay, look, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is this, you know, when Jesus was standing before his accusers and he said not a word, mm. you know, that's hard. That's hard for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I've done pretty good. You know, holding back certain things. But, you know, there comes a point, even Jesus flipped tables, mm -hmm. you know, and um, there comes a point, you guys. And and I will just say this and then, and then Randall will take over. There comes a point when you got to grow up. And there also comes a point where you got to take personal responsibility. Because, look, here's the here's the reality if you believe God's word, one day you will bow before Jesus. You will confess that he is Lord. Then you will give an account for everything that you did. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to be one of those people that's standing before Jesus. And when he says to me, Stacy, what did you do with the gift I gave you? What were you doing to promote me to, to share the gospel with other people, you know? As a Christian, I don't want to lose my reward, but I also, I don't want to look at the one that created me and go, well, you know, in Revelation, it says that God will wipe away every tear, which means there's going to be tears, people. Jesus won't have anything to wipe away if, if there are no tears, but there will be tears. And you know what? It's a real thing. And my heart breaks 
for some of you out there, I know you and you know who you are, who you're just wasting your life. You're obsessed. You need to move on. You need to change your obsession, get it off me and put it somewhere else. Okay. Like the one that created you and make a difference in other people's lives. I mean, how many people do you know that I cannot reach? I can't reach everybody. Not that I'm trying to, because I know I can't. But if the gospel is the, the most important thing to you in the world, then start living like it is. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, bare face. By the way, if I look tired, it's not that I'm tired. I don't have mascara on. And so it tends to make me look a little bit tired. So don't be looking at me and thinking, oh, she looked tired or something. Okay, I'm fine. I just don't have my normal makeup on. Because, you know. She looks pale. It's because she <laughs> she's yeah, melanin yeah. challenged. Yeah, and I even put blush on too. <laughs> and I'm wearing, I mean, compared to this, I mean. I married a black guy. Almost. Okay, anyway, let's get on to June. Jude. Jude. Hey, Jude. Don't make me sad. No, I'm just kidding. All right. All right. Well, um, several weeks ago, as part of our, and most of you know this, probably only those watching know this, but several weeks ago, as part of our weekly reading that your sweet and lovable host uh, encourages you to do, uh, put some, you know, list some scriptures that are easy to easy to read uh, during the week, like this week, the seven Psalms across the week. Anyway, several weeks ago, Jude was one of our readings, and there was something that stood out to me in that book, and so I, I shared it on a Sunday. Uh, then the consensus was in the viewing audience to continue in the book. So we've been continuing for several weeks, and we got up to verse 8, almost halfway through this short epistle of 25 verses. And so going to um, revisit verse 8 and we're, and then move along, see how far we get. But Jude is warning of false teachers. Uh, his audience is to true believers. Uh, the epistle is to true believers. He's exhorted them to contend for the faith or agonize for the faith. The picture is one of athleticism. Uh, in the Greek language, it's like a, a professional athlete training for whatever their sport is. That, you know, it's it's hard work, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears uh, to be on their A game. But he's saying to contend, to agonize, is the, is the root of the word there, uh, for the faith, you know, the one faith that, the, the true faith, uh, of the gospel, you know, one faith, one hope, one baptism kind of faith that that is about the, you know, that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone kind of gospel. And the reason he's telling them to contend for the faith, to have that uh, agonizing practice and um, training of knowing what the true gospel is, is so that they're able to recognize the false teachers who uh, creep in, who subtly come, subtly come in 
and start introducing heresies in an incremental way. And we looked at how uh, that plays out and looked at some modern-day examples, things like that. Uh, But then uh, beginning in verse uh, 7, I think it is, that he begins to not just what they do, but kind of gives an uh, insight of like who they are, how they are. And so we looked at some things uh, last week about um, uh, that, about their false visions and things like that and defiling the flesh and rejecting the Lord's authority. And we started to talk about uh, defaming glorious beings. So uh, the Bible is the only book that comes with its author. Makes sense to get guidance from the author on what the meaning is. So let's do that now. Father God, thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, every good and perfect gift that you lavish upon us, most of which we're unaware of. Lord, but we are aware of this book, the Holy Scriptures, which have been preserved throughout the ages in a miraculous way. They are here in our native language for our instruction, for our equipping in righteousness. Everything that uh, 1 Timothy 3.15 says that your word um, is effective for. Uh, God, I pray that you would give us understanding, open our eyes, our spiritual eyes to receive the things that you have for us. Help our spirits to be sensitive to uh, the instruction of your spirit uh, that we might not miss all that you have for us. Uh, this is this time is yours for you to use as you will for our good, your glory. We ask it in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Amen. All right. So let us... Since I've been using it so far, pull up Jude here and looking at verse 8, rereading that, says, Yet in the same way, um, these people, talking about these false teachers, by the visionary dream, we talked about that, defiling the flesh, talked about that, reject the Lord's authority, we spent a while talking about that. But they defame glorious beings. Um, Doxus de blasphemousen in the Greek. I'm not a Greek speaker. I can barely read it. Um, So, as I mentioned last week, there are some commentators who suggest that glorious ones, the doxus, refers to any governing authority. Uh, yet the parallel passage in Peter's epistle, Second Peter chapter two, uh, verses ten and eleven, that talks about um, similar talking about false teachers, and the following verse, verse nine, which we're about to look at, uh, definitely suggests that this is being used in the loftier sense of the word that is referring to angelic beings, whether they be uh, good or evil. So. Um, Let's look at verse 9. But when Michael, the archangel, disputing with the devil, was arguing about the body of Moses, he did not dare to render a judgment against him for slander, 
but said, May the Lord rebuke you. And clear in the English as well as the Greek that this is dealing with defaming glorious beings. And this is connected, same when Michael the Archangel disputing with the devil. Now, there is a great deal of discussion um, in theological circles about what this incident is that Jude is referring to. Uh, what we do know about the death of Moses from Scripture is recorded in, in Deuteronomy chapter 34. And let's uh, go ahead and look at that. Deuteronomy chapter 34, picking up verse 1. And Moses went up from the plains of Moab uh, unto the mountain of Nebo, uh, to the top of Pisgah, that is over and against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan, and all Naphtali in the land of Ephraim, and Manasseh in the land of Judah, unto the utmost sea, and the south of the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees unto Zoar. And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swore unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, over against Beth Peor. But no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. And Moses was a hundred and was 120 years old when he died his eye was not dim nor his natural force abated and the children of israel wept for moses in the plains of moab 30 days so the days of weeping and mourning for moses were ended so that's what we know uh from the scriptures deuteronomy chapter 34 that he died there in moab um up on um the top of pisgah and God buried him there, and to this day, no one knows where, you know, where he was buried. Um, he did show up uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration the, in his glorified body, uh, we read in the Gospels, but not going to go there right now, unless we lose our, um, you know, continuity here in the book of Jude. So, because the the Old Testament, the Tanakh, does not record the incident uh, of which Jude wrote here about Michael the archangel disputing with the devil, uh, some argue that the body of Moses here refers to the people Israel and not to the physical body of Moses or to the Mosaic law. Um, and others point to uh, a writing by the early church father Origen, O-R-I-G-E-N, um, who relates a similar matter of a disputing over the body of Moses. Uh, and he was quoting from a book called The Assumption of Moses or The Testament of Moses, uh, which no longer survives. We don't have that complete text to this day. And other early church fathers quoted from that work as well. But it doesn't survive. 
uh, today. So we could get talking a lot about, well, what does the body of Moses mean? And, and what about this, the assumption Moses or the testament of Moses? And what about, <laughs> they're fascinating. It's, you know, it's a fascinating avenue of study and, and dare say important. But again, I don't want to lose the continuity. By the time we get down that trail, we'll forget where we were in Jude. And similarly, uh, we might also discuss the classes and hierarchy of angels, uh, including archangels, of which Michael, Mikael, uh, belongs, or uh, cherubim, uh, the, the cherubs, of which Satan is or was, depending on how you look at it. So while all these may be fascinating, I feel that pursuing them uh, will get us away from the point that Jude is making about these false teachers is that they defame, that is literally blaspheme, um, angelic hosts. And rather, you know, whether they're making out angels to be um, nothing more than ascended humans, you know, like, I don't know where this came from. When people die, they go to heaven, they get wings and a harp, and they sit on a cloud, and it's, <laughs> there's nothing in all the scripture or even in rabbinic writings or anything. I don't know where the heck that came from. Um, but, you know, whether they're making out angels to be nothing more than ascended human beings uh, or, or they're charged with, reluctantly charged with tasks like, you know, keeping the car on the road when it's going off the cliff. Do they do that things? Yeah, but, you know, they they will diminish angels to uh, just like, the minions of um, uh, what's the what's the cartoon with the minions? I don't know. Is it called Minions? What is that? Stace, do you recall? Hi. A uh, Despicable Me, right? Despicable Me. That's it. Anyway. That had the minions in it. All right. Yeah, it took me a moment. Somebody nicknamed me Minion. By I the know. Way. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, Anyway, some will uh, diminish angels to being like that. They're just these, like little worker bees that, you know. That's me. Reluctantly do God's bidding. Little worker bee. Yeah. Uh, Or, you know, they say things like going the other way, not God's angels, but the fallen angels. Uh, They proclaim that we can stomp on, you know, stomp Satan under our feet. Or, or we can bind him at our command. We bind you, Satan. I don't know why I had to do the, the southern preacher role <laughs> there. Maybe because, um, you know, and Jude's point here is whatever the confrontation over the body of Moses was, that's irrelevant to the point that even Michael, Michael, the, the archangel, uh, uttered no pompous threats. Uh, you know, he, he nor did he assume any authority on his own, but said, the Lord rebuke you. If anyone was in a position, one angel to deal with another angel and, and diss the other one or claim some sort of spiritual authority or, or know something about angels... 
and this this was the case but even michael the archangel in a dispute with satan whatever that dispute was about whatever the body of moses means is irrelevant jude's point is even in the angelic realms Michael didn't bring a railing accusation or or diss or blaspheme saying, but said the Lord rebuke you. And Yeah, but can I comment? Yeah, apparently yeah, sure that you can. I just got done teaching this to my Bible study right. on Zoom. So yeah. I love what you're saying, by the way. You're mm. so cute. Um yeah, you are. I do want to point out a couple of things though that I learned. Number one Michael was an archangel. Satan right. is a cherub. Yeah. In the angelic realm, a cherub goes above the archangel. Okay. So Chuck Missler, I believe it was, brought out the point that that Michael wouldn't rebuke somebody of a higher rank than him. But he's a fallen angel. Still, but he wouldn't rebuke him. He showed respect even though even though Satan was a falling fallen angel. But and, but yeah. And then the other thing is, um, they in that verse you gotta look at the fact that they were arguing they were argue they you have two angels, a good angel and a bad angel arguing over the body. Whatever. Satan okay, Satan the 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 commentators that I read basically or listened to, they said that Satan was trying to make claim to Moses' body because he was a murderer. That was his, and we don't know, we but don't it's, know. it's just a theory. And I think it's, it's important theory. to talk about because it's, but still, it's important to talk about. I think it's important. But what am I? Just a lowly woman. I don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to, I think, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Are you with me, people? Don't you think it's, it's fast, interesting? I think it's interesting. Oh, totally interesting. But I'm yeah. afraid of getting away from Jude's point. Okay. And that is... What, what the body of no, it's okay. It's whether the body of Moses is the literal body of Moses, or it means the the Mosaic law, or the people. It, 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 well, I think I personally think that we're going to see Moses again because yeah. he showed up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Exactly. Right. So, and I do think it was important because I don't think that the body of Moses. I think the people would have. Um, worshipped him or his maybe whatever i think that that's very they, they worshiped the brass serpent right which was from, actually brought up in the stuff i studied but so yeah so the thing is that even even the angelic realms we see michael the archangel and you know and here's satan a fallen angel uh who should be discredited because you know still still Michael himself didn't, you know, take any sort of, you know, going to stomp you under my feet, or he right, didn't say right. or, or assume oh, any I authority. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, he said the Lord rebuke you. And so, how much more? I think Jude's point. Look at this. This is this is happening in the angelic realms, and angels know about angels. Right. <laughs> angels so, know how things work, and so we've got these people who. They don't really know anything about so angelic do you, realms. Do you think that when we're praying, like I, I will tell you what I do when I pray, mm -hmm. and I know I'm under attack or I can feel it because I know, I mean, there are definitely times I can do that. I always say the Lord rebuke you to whatever that thing Entity might be. is. Yeah, I always do. And then if mm -hmm. I feel peace right after that, I'm like, okay, there you go. 
Anyway, I'll be quiet and let you go back to your your preaching preacher man. Well, give, and, and give some me some... a hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Okay. And, and, and someone said, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute around. Don't we have authority in Christ? Don't we have authority in Messiah? Yes. Messiah has authority. And if we are abiding in him, we are kept in his authority. Uh, his name is a name above every other name. Right? You know, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Yeshua, that Jesus is Lord, the glory of the Father. That divine authority rests with him. If we are in him, then the benefit of the bless we you know we benefit from the blessings of that authority. It's not that um it's somehow delegated to us apart from him. That we can't say, oh, you know, I've got a badge or whatever. I've got a gun. I can go out and do, you know, Jesus justice or whatever. I can go take on Satan, whatever, because I've been delegated, you know, of my own, of my own volition and, and whatever battles I choose. Um, no, I don't subscribe to that, uh, that we have authority in Messiah, in Jesus, but we have to be in him abiding into it in him and yes then we have we share that authority because we're in him a great example of what i'm talking about i think is found in acts chapter 19 and uh, i would like to look at that right now i'm gonna scroll down to yeah let's pick up verse 11 the miracles that glorify Christ. We'll talk about that too. But now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And we read that many came confessing, burning their books, you know, magic books and stuff like that. That, um, you know, that's what resulted from that. But there we saw people, their own volition, oh, we have, there's this name. You know, we exercise you. Where the old King James says, we adjure you, you know, by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. <laughs> and the evil spirit says, uh, Jesus, I know Paul, are you, but who, Paul, I know, but who the heck are you? Uh, there was, there's not authority, you know, intrinsic authority, just by using the name of Jesus. They weren't in the Lord. Uh, yes, we have authority in the Lord if we're if we're in the Lord, but we can't just go brandishing his name about like it's you know it's it's like it's a taser or something like that. You know, something we picked up off a shelf, and we can go use this. Um, 
And so need to be careful there. And notice what happened after that. The, the glory came to the Lord Jesus. When mighty works are done in the name of Yeshua slash Jesus, take careful note of who gets the glory. That's important. Um, you know, because often these false teachers, whether it's their, you know, works for the poor or whether it's supposed exorcism or somebody getting healed, see who's really getting the glory. Anyway, so <laughs> back to our text, wherever I put it. Um, boom, there it is. All right. Um, verse 10. But these people slander whatever they do not understand. I think that belongs to the idea of that, you know, that they are, when they blaspheme, um, angelic hosts they don't they don't know what they're they don't know what they're talking about but but i think because of the greek language here and it comes across in english here as well but these people slander whatever they do not understand so and literally again it's this blasphemousin word blasphemousin anyway so literally they blaspheme the things that they have not seen or the things they have not perceived, you know, figuratively seen. Uh, so not only regarding angelic beings, but other spiritual and, and intellectual matters. Uh, worse than someone who will criticize the actions of others without knowing the whole story, you've run into those people where, Oh, I can't believe it, blah, 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 blah. You know, they hear, a, <laughs> they hear one, you know, part of the story or or just, you know, one, one piece of the incident and they're ready to go off on, uh, you know, but the, they don't know. They, they don't know the whole story. They don't know the context. But worse than that, uh, these false teachers, these people will discredit solid biblical teaching and, and the genuine works of God, which which they don't know, they haven't seen, they haven't perceived because they're, that's not their interest uh, of the genuine article. They're, they're interested in, in promoting heresy. So often these people will slander what they do not understand, what they have not perceived. Um, and so often that that's solid biblical teaching or genuine works of God. Um, you know, they'll claim things like how weak and how ineffective these, these others are. They're, they're really not spiritual because those intellectuals, you know, and those, those, you know, those people getting into the letter of, of, of the, you know, the Bible who want to understand the Greek and all that. And, and, you know, they're, they're missing it. You know they're they're um, they're not operating in the in the invigorating reckless power of the spirit. You know the, these 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 true biblical believers, but these you know these people, these old school people that are resisting a, a new move of God. 
You know, and that's 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 the kind of slander that will come out of the false teachers when someone wants to be biblical and orthodox, come back to the word of God says, Oh, you know, they're they're, they're resisting the Lord and and this new move of the spirit that's doing all these things and you know, these great things that God is doing and these people are standing in the way of that. And sounds like you want to say something. Anyway. Yeah, I just want to let you know I got to go. I got a meeting in like four minutes. Okay. So everybody else, enjoy the rest of the show with Bareface. I'll see you. We're going to, we're talking about moving, canceling Sunday night show and going to Thursday night. Talking about it. No no official announcements. No official announcement, but we're thinking we might do that because I got too many things going on Sunday. Unless we do it in the afternoon. That's an option. All right. Tell us what you think. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so they slander whatever they do not understand. Uh, you know, whether it be spiritual or intellectual, they'll discredit that. They'll blaspheme it. They'll diss it. Uh, because, you know, they, these people are resisting a, a new move of God. And, you know, the last time I checked, the Lord, the Messiah you know, was in the business of transforming hearts and saving souls. Uh, not making sure that believers were getting miraculous gold teeth or, or new cars and boats or, or uh, you know, being promoted to top, to top positions in godless organizations. Um, just saying that, you know, if, if these, you know, these, these false teachers or, you know, you know them, other fruits, you know, if they come around saying, "Well, this new move of God is, is whatever," you know, is is this new move of prosperity that everybody gets a new car, everybody gets new. It's like where you know where is the you know, God is you know the the gold teeth and and God is bringing this and God is you know holy laughter whatever it is. It's like okay, our souls being saved. You know, um, our hearts being transformed is, is God being glorified. You know, the, the true works of God, the glory will, will go to the Lord, Yeshua. Um, I'm looking to see what's going on in, in the chats here. Hey, Lord Bagel 78 over there on Twitch. YouTube, yep, thanks for the uh, support there, Jerry, and um, Jeannie was wondering about something over on Facebook, um, and wait, I don't, I'm, I haven't been monitoring the Periscope chat, sorry about that, oh, boy. <laughs> 759 all right rather than go down yeah get out of control next week uh gosh is it still in verse nine or verse 10 yeah okay hey we're in verse 10 getting closer to halfway through so next next week we're going to talk about um that whatever they do understand instinctively like animals without reason, or with brute beasts, the old King James says, by these things are they are destroyed. 
And we'll look at that contrast by slandering what they don't understand, but the things that they do understand, and how they understand them, and what they understand, and how that leads to destruction. Of course, not just to them, but the people that follow them. So, with that, it's the top of the hour. I am going to close up this broadcast. Thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, I would encourage you to contend for the faith, to earnestly contend for the faith. You know, uh, whoa, my, <laughs> my uh, microphone uh, arm just fell off the edge of the desk. So I'm going to hold it with my hand. Yeah, I am. And um, that tells me it's <laughs> time to quit. All right. Earnestly contempt for the faith, people. People stand up, go with God because He loves you. And we'll catch you later this week, uh, Friday evening, Lord willing, maybe sooner. Good night.